What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome back, All the Smoke, episode nine, with my brethren. My brother. I'm kind of disappointed, man. You figured out your sweaty hand situation. You know, this just ain't sweaty no more. I'm, I'm moisturized. I'm using a lot of baby lotion. I told you, the baby oil. I told you. That, that. boy's growing in front of I'm, our eyes. Yes, I am. America. And your products. Give your products a shout out. Shout out, Hugh, with the yep. pretty boy mist. Pretty boy mist. Look at it. I could tell it's already making your nose a little smaller. <clears throat> anyway, man, we got a great episode, man. NBA retiree, future Hall of Famer, legend, eligible, flash, legend of the game, man. Dwayne Wade, man, thank you for coming in. Yo, my hands sweaty. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting over here thinking, I was like, I'm oh, wiping my stuff off. I'm like, oh, he gonna let you know. Too. He, he gonna let you know. I'm, I let guests slide though. I don't let you slide. <laughs> I think it's this. I think it's this soft velvet over here that got me comfortable, right? Man, ice stuff. Yeah, what kind of budget y'all got for furniture? I'm trying to tell you, man. Tell him what network we on uh we, we on showtime baby emmett and icebox did a uh, collab and made our furniture you know what i'm saying <laughs> icebox and image you know what i'm talking about thank you anyway man tell me what retired life is like 16 years correct 16 years 16 years yeah. the nba and, you, yeah. and you're done yeah what is that like now it's it's actually fun is it like for me it's like i want to show people it's a different way to retire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone got this mind, this mindset of, oh, when athletes retire, they're going to be walking funny. <laughs> you know, they're going to be broke. Mm -hmm. They're going to be divorced. They're going to be so forth and so on. So for me, man, as always, it's about inspiring the next generation of, listen, this is the way you walk away from the game. This is the way you retire. So I'm having fun, man. I saw you in the gym a handful of months ago when you was working out hard, too. Like, any of you have any of that mm -hmm. basketball? Do you, I still want to <laughs> play left in you? I love the game. I mean... You guys know that that goes. They love goes nowhere. But my passion for it started to leave. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, once it be, once it became more of a business than it was mm -hmm. about just the yeah. natural fun and the reason we all started playing, it started to take less more and more away from me. So I'm at the point now where I'm really for the first time, probably since I was a kid, that I'm enjoying the game from a fan perspective. You know, yeah. so I'm, 
I'm cool, man. I'm without good, the man. ice bags. Without it all. Oh, man, right? <laughs> man, without it all, man. I, I think travel. I'm more athletic now than I was my last few years. <laughs> so what is the, some of the stuff you're into now? Obviously, uh, you got a little one. She just turned one, yeah. right? Yeah, she just turned one. Okay, yeah. so tell me what it's like. What, what are you into besides daddy duty and what, what your day-to-day look like? Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, I think everyone knows when you you know, when you play the sport like we play, it takes you away from a lot of things. Especially you a lot. Your family. Mm-hmm. You know, being as present as you would like to be. But also, once you get on this side, you realize how hard it is to be as present as you want to be. Right. You know? Um, but for me, it's, it's been cool, man. I got kids in my range, yeah. all the way 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to support them in different ways. And uh, it's my hardest job, but it's my most fulfilling one. And I've done some cool things in this world, but being a parent and watching my kids succeed and grow is my most fulfilling you know, job. So That's it's dope. been cool, man. I'm, I'm chilling. That's you good. guys know, man. That's I'm, the most I'm important thing. Yeah. You had a long run, man. Hell of a run. Tell me a little bit about your uh, Warner slash TNT slash Bleach Report deal. What do you, what should we expect from you in yeah. that space? Well, listen, I was like, a lot of people, man, you know, you say, I don't want to do that. I ain't going to do that. You know, you got this when you plan and they be like, yo, these are the things you can do. You be like, man, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get on this side and you realize like, oh, okay, you got to keep all your options open. Yes. You know, so <laughs> for me, man, I sat down with the uh, Turner family and they wowed me. I really went in with the expectations of I don't want to be the athlete to talk about other mm-hmm. other guys, right? When mm-hmm. I'm done playing, I don't want to be that guy. <clears throat> but they wowed me with just the opportunity, you know, with, with the whole Warner Media um and everything that they that they have and what they can provide, you know, for me. So I'm I'm definitely excited to um to announce that we announced that we got a show that's coming out every Tuesday, starting late January. And um Candace Parker, myself and uh Big Fella Shaq, okay. um Adam Lefko, he is uh, uh he's our Ernie. Okay. And uh, we coming up with our own vibe, our own show. Um so for me it's cool. I get an opportunity to still stay um, you know, close enough to the game. Um, you know, as, as I am now, very active on Twitter about supporting the next generation and talking about them. So I get to do that, you know, and have that platform. Um, and then as well, I wanted more, you know. Um, I, you know, And they see me as more than just, you know, one. Right. They see me as, you know, multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So uh, we worked on uh, Bleach Report, you know, what I can bring in and what kind of content can I bring. Um, so I'm a creative director of Bleach Report. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's also, a big title. Yeah, man. And then also um, I have a... Uh, production company that I'm really jumping into and um, you know we have a deal together you know there as well so for me it was a three-dimensional kind of deal Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to touch every aspect um, of the brand and I'm able to do that so congratulations man thank you congratulations Miami Heat let's talk about the Heat Um, getting Jimmy Butler yeah man they starting the ball starting to look good you know how you feel about them right now well, first of all, I was, we was trying to get Jimmy last year. Yeah. You know, when Jimmy was trying to get, <laughs> he was trying to get that last year. Man, Jimmy, you know, my, my one of the good things about me leaving Miami going to Chicago is I forged a relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. And once I got around him, man, you, you, you. you Two Marquette love, guys. That's you, my boy. Yeah, That's my boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he reminds me of both of you guys. Um, just an amazing, he's an amazing person, a little misunderstood, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, it comes all come from a good place. Sometimes it may come out wrong, but it's all coming from a good place for yeah. him. And it's all one, come from his upbringing, too. It all comes from that. Yeah. And once I seen his crazy, I said, oh, okay. You I get know, it. I, I know where your crazy can live at. <laughs> um, so I'm so happy to see him, man. And, you know, he's happy. You know, yeah. Miami and Jimmy is the perfect marriage. And, you know, what, what he's doing for the young guys on the team, what he's doing for Bam. None hero. Yeah, what he's doing for Tyler, what he's doing for Kendrick. He's giving them guys so much confidence. You know what I mean? Jimmy is comfortable being Jimmy. 
He don't need to score. I'll show you guys I can score 30 a night. Mm -hmm. He's really sharing the ball. He's really sharing the attention with those guys. And you can see it. You know, you see that, you know, that environment that we talk about, that culture, that these guys have bought into it. And mm -hmm. they playing amazing, man. And the sky's the limit. They can just continue to keep going. You, you know? think they're a piece away? You think they can contend in the East? I think right now they can contend, uh, you know, to a certain, you know, extent. It depends on how much these young guys grow throughout this year, mm -hmm. right? And they got to they gotta, they gotta fall a lot, you know, for mm -hmm. them to get up and then be able to walk and run. Uh, but it's, uh, the experiences throughout this year is going to show us in the playoffs, you know, what kind of level they can compete at. Yeah. They're showing everybody right now we can win. We can right. win anywhere. They went into Milwaukee one. They went into mm -hmm. Toronto one. places. But they got young guys, and they got to bring these young guys along fast. But – uh, I would never count them out. I would never count a Miami Heat organization Play out. Play hard, man. Yeah, I, I'm Play never hard. counting them out. You right. know, but I think we all look forward to uh, and say, when they're going to be at that championship level, right. you definitely want to continue to add certain pieces to help you get there. But when you got emergence of a BAM, when you got emergence of, of Kendrick and, and Tyler and these young guys, these are the kind of guys that you, when you talk about, we need another piece. Well, you actually got these pieces mm -hmm. right now. So, you know, I, I believe that anything happened for them guys. That's what's up. Yeah. You touched on a little bit, but tell me what it's like, that organization, you know, because you hear the old Pat Riley Lakers stories, you hear some Miami stories, and you hear Spolster <laughs> as well. Like, tell me what that organization They're about all right. <laughs> <laughs> what stories you heard? They're about all right. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's as simple as, as this. I mean, Pat Riley had a vision. He had a vision for, you know, how he felt that players and, you know, how he felt that his organization would be ran. And he's ran it exactly the way mm -hmm. that he felt. He wanted to be professional. He wanted to be the most professional. Uh, he, he believes in, you know, hard work. He believes in being in shape. He believes in, you know, the hours that you put into the gym being real hours and not just for <laughs> Instagram. You know, Instagram. You know, he believes in, you know, he's set uh, a culture and he set responsibilities for each individual. And just think about it, man, where we come from, right? I get drafted out of, from Chicago and out of Milwaukee into the NBA, into Miami. If I don't have accountability, if I didn't have a culture or structure, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here with you that's guys right now. Yeah, that city's You know tough. what I'm saying? So you got a lot of these young you know, individuals from the inner city getting drafted into the NBA and been throwing all this money. And you know, to have an organization that has you know, a Bible for this organization to say, these are the rules. This is what you need to follow to be successful. A lot of young guys need that. Mm -hmm. You know, you see some guys go to organizations that don't have that same structure and guys that are super talented um, are out the lead pretty quickly. Yeah, they don't crazy. know what it takes. That's crazy. So I must respect to Miami for setting that coach. Man. Mm -hmm. Now, someone who's kind of gone against the grain a little bit, someone I personally reached out to and spoke to, Jack has, and then you played with him last year, Deion Waiters. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of having trouble kind of finding his footing in that situation. Mm -hmm. any, any advice or anything you know about him that you would kind of help him out with to trying to find his way there? Man, I talked to Dion. <laughs> it's my little brother, man. You know, I mean, before he became a Miami Heat, we, we, we stayed in contact. Um, and it's unfortunate what's going on with him. I mean, the kid loves the hoop. Loves you know the I mean? basketball. Know that. He loves the hoop. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing right now is now that the game was taken away from him, um, he don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he came out and said that last year being hurt and trying to come back and, and, and live up to whatever these expectations were. And he was disappointed in himself by how you know he played last year and, and, and everything. But when he don't have hoop, he don't know how to – to live in it, to, to navigate through this world. Mm -hmm. And that once again tells you about uh, you taking kids out of any city and you're throwing them in this big world and you expect them to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not, you know what I mean? So it takes, unfortunately, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of instances that Dion is going through to get you to understand and to learn. And hopefully, 
you know, he can catch it before it's too late. And he's not looking, you know, on the outside like looking in and saying, man, right. I just want to get back in and get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, not only him, but hopefully the people around him yeah. can keep, continue to keep grabbing him and letting them know, man, don't let this yeah. opportunity that you have right. slide away. You right. know, let's he's got learn so from much mistakes. talent. So much, so talent, much bro. Man. He's a he's a hooper, man. Yeah. He's one you know, he's one of the best when, when he's yeah. healthy and he's right. if you Pat Riley when he's in shape, right. his mind is right. But once again, you gotta understand where he come from. It's not yeah. that easy just to say, Hey, you should do X, Y, and Z. Right. That's not how he was raised. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a it's a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, Dion, you got us here, all three of us. You know you spoke to all of us, man. You need to lean on us, lean on us, because we believe you got a lot of talent, man. We don't want to see you waste that. <clears throat> and control your own narrative. Don't let nobody else control your story. You control it, because they'll twist and fuck y'all up. <laughs> Wade, uh, you was um, away from the, uh, the Heat for a couple years. Yeah. How was that? Like, I know it was, a, it was different, because you was one of those guys I look at, like Tim Duncan. Kobe. Like yeah, spend your whole I career with one team. You are gonna have a a, a statue out front, uh, a couple of seats on the court side with your your wife and your name, <laughs> all that, like all that. You know what I'm saying? I, that's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm thinking, and it's still gonna happen. Yeah. But how was that? Those years away from the Heat. Uh, you know what, Jax? I, I mean, I'm one of those players that shouldn't have left. Right. I'm supposed right. to be one of those players that we named the Dirks, the Kobe's, the Duncans. Um, but it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of reasons and th- that it happened. But for me. Actually, once it did, I, I made the best of, you know, of it. I went mm-hmm. to Chicago, went back home, and I took a different approach. I really focused on the community in Chicago. Um, that was that was huge for me because I lost uh, a family member a couple of days after I uh, decided to go to Chicago mm-hmm. um, and started that process of trying to help better better in that community. Um, and then, from a basketball perspective, you know, I got a chance to to hear my name being called. You know, I listened to Legendary. I listened to Jordan being called. Legendary. I listened to Scotty being. I mean, that's what my vision and my dream to become a a basketball player started. So that day, that moment, when I got my name called for the first time in Chicago, you know, as a Chicagoan, mm-hmm. man, that was that was emotional for me. It was emotional for my family. So um, it was a lot of things I take from Chicago. My, you know, my agent, you know, rest in peace, Henry Thomas, passed away mm-hmm. throughout that. Um, you know, when I went to early when I went to Cleveland, but I got a chance to spend time with him for the last year, and he was a father figure to me. You know, it would have it would have hurt me being in Miami because he couldn't travel and I wouldn't have been able to see him. To not be able to have that last right, that moments closing, and those memories, yeah, man. you know, it was it's a reason why everything happens. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't supposed to happen that way, but it did supposed to happen that way. So a lot of great things came out of my time in Chicago, man. I see my grandma before she passed away. I got a chance to be around her. She was 99 years old. Mm. So I got a chance to, to right. do a lot of things in my life that at this point now I would have felt a certain way about. You, missed. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now the Cleveland thing that we appreciate. <laughs> thank you, Cleveland. <laughs> thank you to Cleveland, man, for making sure I got back. You know, they did me a solid. They made sure I got back where I belong. So I appreciate them. That's mm-hmm. what's up, man. That 03 draft, you, Bron, Mello, Bosh, everyone played extensive years. Obviously, you know, Chris had to cut short because of, uh, you know, health ailments. Yeah, but uh, tell me a little bit about that group, man. You guys accomplished a tremendous amount. Yeah. All had long careers. Talk about that, that that group of four people. Man, that was fun. I mean, you guys know when we first decided to play, there was a lot of things said about <laughs> about us joining. Y'all forces. cheating. Yeah. <laughs> that that, 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 that that's the first thing I saw. Oh, they cheat, man. They cheat. That's a cheat code. It definitely it was it was a different it was different at that time to make that decision. You know, I think now you know, obviously it's a little bit more accepted. Yeah. Ten years later, mm-hmm. yeah. But at that time, it wasn't a popular choice. But I think when we in the game, right? We play this game where they say if you don't win championships, your career is a failure. Right. Especially when you're considered great. 
So don't don't knock us for trying to win championships. Right. We're doing what we yeah. need to that's do what, to win. That's the point of the game. Right? That's what y'all that's what y'all made the point of the game is, right? So now we can't have a great career if we don't win championships, which is stupid. Right. Uh, but once you make that what it is, then expect us to go out and try to do that. And that's what we had to do. LeBron, he he wanted to fill that championship. And he felt that his best opportunity to do that uh, was with guys he knew what they was going to bring on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Other guys that can take a little pressure and stress off for, you know, him. I don't care how great you is. No one does it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we had an opportunity at that same time, man, to put ourselves in a position where we changed the dynamics of the NBA from a player's, um, you know, Point of control, view in, right? In position, mm-hmm. yeah. We put the power in the player's hand, mm-hmm. and to be, you know, three young guys to make the decision we made, understanding what the future would, you know, hopefully be, and to see it that way now, I'm so proud of, you know, those three young guys right. at the time that took put their egos to the side and decided, hey, we're going to do something that's not only going to benefit us, mm-hmm. it's going to benefit so many others after us. Mm-hmm. Change the whole now. culture. That yeah, the culture. absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Compare your first ring in '06 with Shaq to winning back to back with. Bron and Chris. Oh man, big fella! I'm so first of all, I'm so thankful for him, man. I don't, I don't think people give him enough credit. No, for what he did Monster. for, yeah, man, Oof. what he did for my career, what he did for the Miami Heat organization, and what he's obviously what he's done for the game. But you know, I wouldn't be sitting here, you know, as a three-time champion if I didn't play with someone that showed me, you know, how to do it daily and what a champion looks like. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. Uh, big ups to Big Fella um, coming to Miami, just changing changing my life and changing the culture, mm-hmm. you know, in Miami too. Now we walking around with our chest poked out because we're a championship organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but that first one, man, I was young. I was 24 years old. I was just out there just hoping, not thinking about nothing. I had guys like Gary Payton on my team. I had guys like Jason Williams, mm-hmm. Antoine Walker, James Posey, mm-hmm. like these veteran so, dudes, like Big Fella mm-hmm. Zoe. I mean, Hall of Famers, man, mm-hmm. just unbelievable players. But they allowed me just to go out there and just play. They allowed me to be flash, be reckless, just hoop. Mm-hmm. And they was the leaders of the team. And we both we all helped each other get what we what we wanted. But I was young. After winning that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Here yeah. it comes. Every year. I'm back next year. <laughs> yeah. And then reality really set forth <laughs> real early in my career after that. I started going through a lot of injuries, you know, a lot of trades happened and um, by the time I got to the big three era, I appreciated it more. I understood, you know, how quickly it can be taken away from you. And I always feel that once you won a championship, now it becomes harder. Because if you never won, you really don't know exactly what you're missing from that standpoint. But once you win and then you go through losing seasons, we went through 15 games where we won in a season mm-hmm. and so forth. Now it really makes the rest of your career hard because now you know what that feeling feels like once you've been to the mountaintop. So um, I, I got tired of losing. It's out of getting knocked out in the first round. Scoring 30 at night and doing all that is cool for a while, but after a while, he's like, wait a minute, this is beating me down, and I want to I taste that, that championship again. So for me, man, I just had to make a decision. Did I want to be known as a great scorer or did I want to be known as a great winner? And that decision in 2010 for me was like, I want to be known as a winner, so I'm going to do whatever it takes. So what was it like with that with that team? I mean, coming in with so much expectation that in uh, you know 2010, and then what, 2010 is when you guys started the big three. Yeah, 2010. And your first ring mm-hmm. was 2012 with or with them. Your mm-hmm. second ring and then third ring. Tell me what it was like winning it the second time around with those guys in particular with Bron and because yeah. I heard Bron learned a lot from you. You know, yeah. as far as you know how how you just gave Shaq credit as far as approaching the game and winning and this is that LeBron had, hadn't had that up to that point. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and I knew that. You know, I mean, I knew he was a hell of a player. I think we all. We didn't know how great he was going to be, but we knew what greatness was there. And he's continued to show us each year what greatness looks like. Mm-hmm. 
But for me, I took it um, upon myself to to try to give him the knowledge and what I was given from the guys I played with, you know what I mean, that I was given from from GP and, and, and Shaq and just those those legends. So I try to give that same game to, to Brian. And we became inseparable in that sense, you know what I mean, because he, he, realized, he recognized that in me as well. And he respected me enough as a big brother, you know what I mean, as well as a competitor, that he believed that, you know, I'm a – I'm not gonna bullshit him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm a, that I'm giving him real game. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I appreciate now too is to watch him give others that game. You know, what I mean that I know that you know we developed in Miami, and that uh, I helped you know become a part of his, you know his his whole career. So, um, but I, I was just man, I was just thankful that he decided to team up with us. You know, what I mean as well. Like he brought so much to us in our mm-hmm. careers, and um, you know we all benefited from <clears throat> from that. So just that run. Like it was, it was surreal, bro. We got every team's best every, every night. night. Yeah, you every know what I'm saying. Night. We learned a lot about ourselves. I think early on, we was getting, we was nine and eight when we first got together that first year, and teams was coming at us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like even if they was afraid, they didn't show it. That yeah. afraid turned into some mm-hmm. courage, and we had to like look ourselves in the mirror and be like, hold on, like are we built for this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Not if they built for it because they coming at us, and we had to show everybody that we were that we were built for your best. You know, every night. So. To win two championships in four years together, um, the way we did it um, was was you know a storybook. You know, for us, we would love to win four, but this game is too. It was too good for that. Yeah. Um, and we broke down along the way as well. That last year, we was mentally, physically, we was jacked. Drained. Yeah, it was mentally, man. We was. <clears throat> The jokes weren't funny no more in the locker room. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> we we won as cool as we won as cool uh, as as people in the public eye thought we were to mm-hmm. each other. Like it just was different. We was around each other for a long time. We took a lot of scrutiny as well, and it kind of warned us a little bit. But you know, we did try to enjoy it along the way as well. That's important. The, the time the time you were away when you left the Heat, a lot of people thought your your relationship with Pat Riley was fractured, and then you end up coming back. And doing and doing the farewell tour. Yeah. What's our relationship like now? We got a great relationship. I think that that moment. I think both of us, neither one of us, wish to this day that it happened. And um, you know, I think we dealt with it and we talked. You know, as man to man, face to face. You know, Pat know how I feel about it. I know. I've been very open about how I feel about how all that went down, but. You know, I think it ended the way it needed to. I think once I came back, I had a I had more of appreciation for the organization. Mm-hmm. I had a more appreciation for the city, and I think vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know as well. So, like once again, that move probably everyone said, "Oh man, he should have been the lifer. It should never happen." But it was the best thing for all of us that it, it needed did to happen. happen. Yeah, we seen each other in a different light once I wasn't there anymore, both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Everything is kosher, man. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that the successes keep, you know, is, is still going for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as I get away from the game and do some other things I want to do, eventually I would love to migrate back to being a part of the organization. Um, as I figure out what my life is really going to be about and continue to give back to that city, you know, mm-hmm. the way that they gave to me for so many years. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tell me what it was like playing with Chris and then, you know, him being the good guy he was. And, and really, to me, probably the one that sacrificed the most out of the big Facts. three. And then for him to, to to have his career cut short yeah. and have to leave you. Tell me what that was like. Yeah, bro. CB is so talented. I don't, I don't a lot of people understand, man. Like, that guy, like, he he was the piece that made it all work. And, um, you know, and especially when, when Brian left, man, we seen, like, it was pretty much his team. He, he, definitely, got the, he definitely got the check. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to see how talented he was, he was, you know, he was one of those guys that started this wave of big shooting threes, mm-hmm. you know, playing on the perimeter, not banging down low. Trust me, we had to guard him. We uh, was guarding yeah, him in Golden State. Remember, we was yeah. the fours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was strong. You know what I mean? Had the whole package. You couldn't yeah. even out-muscle him. Or he was so skilled. Bro, fast. so skilled, fast, quick, athletic. I just and didn't like his braids. Like, I don't like your braids. I didn't like, like his braids. It was like that. That motherfucker has so much game. <laughs> Yo, he gets you on that ice on that wing. Oh, it's over. And, he get, and then he foul, He knew how to get fouls. He was, he was so good. And I think early on, a lot of people called him soft because of, he didn't play inside. And he was mm-hmm. 6'11". But later on, he you could see how he was a part of the game changing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. now, he will be killing the um, NBA yes. right now, man. Easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. for me... You know, I was able to walk away from the game in my own marriage, but the game got taken away from That's him. That's tough. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was talking to him recently about it, and he seems to be a calm with it, but I was like, see, you know what you would be doing right now, though? And I think he's trying to move his mind away from that, but he can still be balling right mm-hmm. now. He'd still be $100 million out here for him. Yeah, Easy. You know no what I mean? Because he's that kind of player. He, he gets the offense moving. He can shoot it, um, and he can ISO one-on-one take you to the basket finish, dunk on you, all that. Like, he just had the whole package, man. So he was the piece that me and Brian relied on to make it all really work when mm-hmm. it came to, you know, uh, the versatility of what our team really needed and, and the identity of, like, how we was going to play. You know, he came back and added that three-pointer to his game, and it changed our whole team. There's no question. Uh, what's your best memory of two, uh, 2010 and why? The decade. Decade, 2010 decade. Decade as a whole? Uh, what, from our career or just period? Just a decade. What do you think? Either one. Uh, it's been a hell of a decade. Life has changed a lot in 10 years. I mean, a lot. 
right. um, from but, your from your mid twenties to your to your, yeah, your mid I mean, to late thirties. Yeah, twenty seven to thirty seven. You know, um, my life has changed dramatically, but just the world around us. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy. Um, how far you know it's coming? Just ten years. I'm just gonna what the next media. twenty years. No, I mean we. It was just getting popped. <laughs> just getting popped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Like I remember Eddie Curry was one of the first ones to introduce me to Instagram, and I was like, "What the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you could put pictures on." I'm like, "Why would I want to put pictures on <laughs> social media?" You know what I'm saying? Like it was crazy. And now you know you can't you can't do nothing without social media. Social media yeah. has become the tool Everything. that everyone uses. Um, so. I think it's it's been cool. I'm I'm thankful that I'm I'm thankful that I'm older in this generation. I'm thankful that I had experiences before mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. last decade, uh, you know, to set my foundation as I now try to navigate in this world. But it's the change has been amazing too. It's tough to navigate now, especially like you said, because I kind of feel and I, I spoke on this before. Like there used to be real veteran leadership and your OGs, you can lean on to kind of you know dodge the pit holes or, or stuff they messed up uh, as mm-hmm. uh, you know with my career and on my way out I kind of saw that was almost a dying situation like mm-hmm. now the OGs is not really letting the young fellas lean on them because they're fighting for playing time and contracts and all this kind of stuff so I kind of felt yeah. like the, the the mentorship and really like the OGs of the locker room kind of left yeah. you know what I mean so without that in this world with so many pitfalls now it's tough it is it's definitely a tough situation tell me what it was like you were one of the first and I followed you a handful of years after, but to win custody of your kids because that normally doesn't happen for for athletes. Yeah, never. Yeah, that w- <laughs> ever. You got two people that did it. Man, <laughs> you're a legend, bro. <laughs> you're a legend. <laughs> you're a legend. Yeah, that was um, that was a tough time for me because you know when I decided to go for custody, I really didn't have a lot of examples. I didn't really have too many people I can reach right. out to and say, hey, bro, like how was the process? You know what I'm saying? Or give me confidence that I even can. You know, stand a chance. Um, so, I think for me, man, it was it was um, it was uncharted waters. But you know, it was all about just being in my kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that was the way I had to do it. You know, mm-hmm. because of my how our relationship went. But um, once I got that opportunity to be there, you know, more, I think it was beneficial for both of us. Mm-hmm. I needed them, and they needed me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, and and it just even now, you know, I got you know, Zaire's. You know, he's a basketball player, and mm-hmm. he's trying to navigate through this world of you know of having his father's last name. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, what I mean, of having his father la- and looking like me a little bit, and people mm-hmm. having expectations of how he should be. That's a lot. What he should be. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and, and like that's been tough. You know, as a parent to try to help him navigate. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I think I can give him all the game in the world, but ultimately, I've never lived the way that he's living. I never, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up as with a famous dad and a famous stepmother, and right. mm-hmm. and, so and it, just means, yeah, and the so means to. We everything. talked about this at All Star in L.A. When I introduced you to my son and you introduced you, and they both was like real, real shy. It was like, bro, they didn't come up like we coming up. Yeah. We trying to make them tough. Yeah. But now, look at your son that switch now, like. He a totally different player than was when, when the uh, All Star game was in LA. He yeah. totally different now. Yeah, he totally different. And I, I mean, I, the biggest thing is we talk about this, and I think you hear Bronny even said it. With Bronny is, you want him to have fun. You want him mm-hmm. to love the game first and foremost. You want him to be a great team. <clears throat> uh, for me, it's all about. I understand what basketball did, you know, for for our family. But you know, we learn so much through life through the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. And for me, as you're playing this game, you know, if you have the work at this, if you have. You know, the, you know, if you have the foresight to understand what sacrifice looks like and all these different things, you're going to be better in life for it. Mm-hmm. These are life lessons that the game of basketball is teaching you. And I put him in a tough situation this year where I brought him out here to L.A. to play at Sierra Canyon. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he comes from Miami where he's on a team where he can score 25, 30 right, night, right? right? He's on a team now where he may touch the ball offensively mm-hmm. five, six times mm-hmm. to score. A game. You know, and mm-hmm. you're in an era now where 
with socially, every kid got all the highlights, all the moves, and everyone has the ball in their hand. And I'm trying to tell him, if you want to be good in this game, you got to learn how to play without the ball in your hand. You got to learn how to sacrifice. You got to learn how. And it's tough in his senior season. But what I'm trying to do mentally is build something to him um, as a basketball player, but also in life. There's understanding what life is about. It's not just... You know, about I got it, I got it, it's me, me, me. Right. So many other components to making life successful. And so I'm just trying to teach him as many lessons as I can before he goes off next year and go to college. And it ain't on me at right. that moment. It's in <laughs> yeah. the coach's hand then, right. you yeah. know. So, yeah, man. I want to backtrack a little bit. What was it like to go from, I don't know how much you got to see your kids before you got custody, to just having them all the time? Because yeah. I went through it. You know what I mean? Well, I went through where I was you know, seeing them on weekends or every other Wednesday, da, da, to they're with me seven days a week. Yeah, like, tell the, me what that's a huge transition. Huge transition. And then try to be playing in the NBA. Right. Talk you know, about that. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was very, it was definitely a tough transition for, you know, you, it's tough being a weekend parent, first right. of all. First of all, yeah. It, when you get your kids on a weekend, they want to have fun. You got to be the fun parent, but right. you're also trying to parent them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the toughest things to do. So, but is it easy or job when it comes to the responsibilities? When you get them for a time, is this everything started? I started thinking about all the responsibilities that I now had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for them, and it was the simple stuff. Like, you know, they weren't here for the weekend. Them now they stand. So now I'm like, oh okay, okay. What kind of beds they need? What kind of yeah. what kind of sheets they need? What kind of like School I got to think of everything, everything. their clothes, mm-hmm. this, they that, all the stuff I need to teach them now. And so it, it was at first it was like you know I want custody and I was just you know I had an emotional moment and then it snapped back into me that I had so much to teach them and I had so much responsibility coming my way and I had to put so many people around them you know that I need to find people to trust to put around my mm-hmm. kids because of my job and my career mm-hmm. it takes me away from being around. So, man, it, it's definitely tough. It's not easy at all. Being a single parent, you know, neither way, is not an easy thing. But ultimately, you know, you're going to do what's best for, for your kids. And like I told my boys, we learn on the fly. We learn together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn how to parent you guys by how you guys are. I'm not going to parent you the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not the same. Right. Um, and don't expect that. And mm-hmm. I, I try to parent each of my kids differently. Um, I support them differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So far as working. The only thing that stays yeah. the same is the love. That's yeah. the only thing. The yeah. love is there. That's you know the only thing that stays the same. And that's what's most important, man, is yeah. the love. You know, we, we, we've we seen in recently the social media stuff and, you know, how supportive you are with your youngest son yeah. and, and him feeling comfortable enough to come out and you guys being so loving and supporting. And it, it gives me chills right now even talking about it because the negative backlash you got, like, really bothered me. Like, I'm on social media arguing people like, man, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about right now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that unconditional love. But but touch on what that is like, being a professional Hall of Fame player, playing in a masculine sport, and then your son being a homosexual, at a, uh, and, and then being comfortable enough to have that kind of communication with you at such a young age, which I think is important. Yeah. it's First of all, I... I, you don't talk about strength and courage. Incredible. My twelve-year-old has way more than I have. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I, you can learn something from your kids, right? Um, you know, but in our household, man, that's all we talk about. We talk about making sure our kids be seen by each of us. Um, me and my wife, you know, we talk about making sure our kids, you know, understand that they're, you know, the power in their voice. You know, um, you know, we want them to to be whoever they feel that like they can be in this world. Like that's our our goal. You know, understand you can be whoever, you can be whatever. Now, it's some things that's going to, you know, why are you trying to go down that process? This is what's going to come at right. you. It's going to be a lot of negativity. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of hate. And it's not even just from my son's sexuality. It's just about being a, a young black man or a young black for, woman. First and foremost. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so everything that comes with that. So for us, man, I don't, when I respond to things socially, I'm not responding because you hurt my feelings. I'm not responding because 
I, that I even care enough of what you're saying because it's, as we say in the hood, it's ignorant. Why I'm responding is because I understand my platform. Educate. I understand that I'm speaking for a lot of people that don't have mm, the same mm, voice that I have, right? Right, as a father, um, or you know, I'm even speaking for my 12 year old right now because I haven't allowed him to sit in front of a microphone yet. But I'm speaking for you know for so many others, you know, you know, in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. Mm-hmm. So for me, man, like I said, it's just it's just my 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 version of of supporting. Like you know, I had to look myself in the mirror when my when when my son at the time was three years old. And me and my wife are having conversations about, you know, us noticing that, you know, he wasn't on the boy vibe as Ayer was on. Mm-hmm. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, what if your son come home and tell you he's gay? What are, what are you going to do? How are you going to be? How are you going to act? It ain't about him. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. It's about you. Who are mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So all these people that's out there saying those things, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Understand that you the one that got the issues, you the one that got the problems. It's not the kids. It's not right. the ones who decide that you decide that yeah they born a certain way and you say they got to be that way. It's not that's not that's not life, man. Mm-hmm. I watched my son from day one becoming to who she now eventually's come into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's all about nothing changes with my love. Right. Nothing changes with my responsibilities. Right. You know what I'm saying? So only thing I got to do now is get smarter and educate myself more. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's my job, you know. What I, I'm I and I I went through it, you know. Growing up, my oldest brother is homosexual, and but I think me being around him and, and understanding different, being different, is the reason why I'm so loved by everybody. It's the reason why I'm able to sit and have a conversation with everybody from any any race and and be anywhere because I've seen somebody being different, and I loved him just as much as I love myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So I, I understand that, and, and like my brother, he dealt with it growing up. We grew up in the hood, so he dealt with it growing up. But yeah. my brother's six five, two hundred, square up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yo, he yeah. he loved to square up. Yeah, he's square up. But you, yeah. but I love my brother to death, and by him being different and being around him as as a young kid, it helped me be able to open up to everybody and to love everybody like I yeah, do. So right. I, it, it was beneficial to me, not just more, just much was to him. It was Listen, beneficial it, to me. People, this is, they're normal. They're not <clears> even <throat> different. You know what I mean? This is yeah. the new normal. Everybody get used True. to it. Yeah. Everybody get used to it, man. Mm-hmm. This is the new normal. So for, I, if anybody different, we we looked at as different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The ones that don't understand it, the ones that don't get it, the ones that, you know, have stuck in a box, you're different. True. Mm-hmm. Not the people out here living their lives, man. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, you want your kids to be free and live their lives. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, you know, what you you know what you want to do from a standpoint. If you want to play a sport, then play a sport. I don't. You don't have to be like me. Play a sport and be yourself. You know, whatever you want to do, it's my job to support you doing it. Make sure that you that you have all the tools you need to be, you know, as happy as you can be in this world. Why why you doing it? And why you, you know, um, you know, why you going into the person that you are that you're going to grow into? Um, so they're not different than normal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The ones that don't understand it is the ones that do. Everybody definitely look at them. That we way. just wanted to commend you on on, on just taking that head on, and like you said, it's more about your platform and being able to educate. You know what I mean? Because obviously, like you touched on early on, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but the love and support you showed is, is tremendous, first of all, foremost. Like you said, 
being a black child, man or woman in this country is hard enough, you know what I mean? And then adding that component to it. But I think that the effort you guys showed as a family and the unity and the love that you showed big. as a family was huge, man, was huge and, and, and needed. Because like you said, there's plenty of other people going through it, having to pretend who the, being someone they're not or scared to speak out or can't speak out. And, and when people like you went with your platform and your wife's platform are able to show unity, I think that goes a long way, man. Appreciate it, man. Really I, dope. My wife has been amazing, by the way. You know, I mean, I can say that I'm, I am the man I am from that standpoint because of being around someone who's been so cultured. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that when she came in, she let me, she gave me some different lenses to look through of life right. and changed my whole perspective. You know, what I mean, cool. I grew up with the same perspective as a lot of these people out here that's a little ignorant. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, I grew up with we the all similar did. perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And you meet people along the way that help you take those glasses off and put on some different ones. You know what I mean? Look through life through a different lens. And that's what my wife has been able to do. So it's been cool, man. She makes you better. It's, yeah, it's right. a good feeling to have somebody yeah, around and make you better. Behind every good man is a great woman. There's no question about that. Well, speaking on your wife, tell us what it's like having such a public relationship. You know, obviously we want to keep as much stuff private, but when you have a superstar movie wife and a superstar NBA player, the good, bad, and in between is going to be publicized. Tell me how you guys navigate through that and, and, and hold a common, yeah. you know, strength. It's been, it's been tough at times. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Shit ain't been easy. You know what I'm saying? I think ultimately for us, you know, we both love each other. We both are committed to supporting each other. So we figured out. Um, but it's definitely times where, um, you know, we have to, you know, we have to go through the shit together. Um, but you guys see, man, my wife is very outspoken. Mm -hmm. She a real one. She mm -hmm. a real. <laughs> She's not. Ain't that, none of that is for show. That's who she is. Everybody know it. You know. One thing you know about Gab, she is who she is. Mm -hmm. um, so I, she's helped me grow up. You know what I'm saying? In, in a lot of areas. But you know, I, I, I support her. You know, and it, I think for me early on too, just something simple is I had to be okay with supporting her as an actress first because like I got with her as an actress, but then it get real when you start seeing those sexual scenes. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. wait, hold on. Hold on, before Ghost was Ghost, he that had a little scene. Don't you know, be a Mary Jane. Yeah, my wife and I was like, oh, player. But <laughs> then he became Ghost, and I don't mess with him. Uh, but yeah, man, you know what I mean? So I think I've grown so much just by being in that relationship with this woman, man. But, um, you know, she's somebody who I feel like, you know, can help the world change. You know what I mean? Yeah. She can definitely change the world. Right. She has it in her. So uh, it's been cool watching her grow into, you know, who she's become as well. And um, and understanding along the way, like even though you know we have a public relationship, you know we definitely try to keep our own individual brands, you know, going, and and then we understand the right times to bring it together. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like just like the Gatorade ad that we had, mm -hmm. and we got another one coming out soon that's pretty cool. And we we bring it together the right way, but we also keep it separate, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense as well, because um, you know, Mama got to pay half on a lot of things. <laughs> you got money too, moms. You got money too. Yeah, you rich too. We half and half over on this right. side now. Remember that agreement we talked yeah. about? Tell me what it's like too, because it's almost like a role reversal. And off camera, we spoke about how as soon as you're retired, it's time to move to LA, and that's. Probably because you need to support her and yeah. her movement now. Tell me yeah, what yeah. that adjustment was like and what that situation was. Well, you know what? It wasn't as easy as I, I probably have made it look. Um, but, you know, think about this. You know, for the last let's, eight to ten years, my wife has been flying to Miami every weekend. She works five days a week. She flies to Miami every weekend to make sure the family is, you know, make sure we good. And, you know, she's been doing that week after week after week for years. So when it was time for me to, to, to now, it's time for you to support 
you know, it was like, hey, leave with you, leave your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you know, bring your ass to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my wife's career is here, my daughter's here, you know. Um, and for me, it was just like sitting down thinking about each of my kids, and I'm like, all right, how can each one of them benefit? Um, here, I have a six-year-old son that lives here. How can he benefit from me being here? And then how can my career benefit from me being here? And, you know, it all signs pointed up. So it, was, it actually became an easy decision from the standpoint of the next phase of my life, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to make that move. But everyone said, how can you leave Wade County? How can you? That, that's, that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my home is where my family is. My family's here. So, you know, right now, you know, we're, we're forging forward with, you know, what this side going to look like. And anytime I'm ready to go back to Miami to get that Wake County love, I get mm-hmm. on a plane and hop back and go do what I need to do. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, LA, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. LA, it could be a lot worse. Now that she's telling you that you got to go move to Milwaukee, you got to move to Memphis, she's <laughs> right. telling you, you got to move to Hollywood with me, baby. So <laughs> I think that's cool. Let's go back to Zaire. Um, I know it's kind of hard. As I have two sons, too, like yeah. as we talked about. And it's hard to put high expectations on your son at this age. Because like I said, you want them to have fun. Mm-hmm. You want them to grow up and be their own man. Mm-hmm. Um, you have any expectations of him and, and, and playing with Bronny? You know, I know you love that. Yeah. Being able to sit at court side with LeBron and cheer on your boys. Talk, let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's the fun part of it, man. His parents make a decision like, hey, you know, when I knew I was moving out to L.A., me and Bronny on the phone just talked about, you know, both of our kids and where they was at. I think Bronny was at Crossroads at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both talked about it. And, to be able to make a decision that, you know, let's, it's a basketball decision for us as a family, he's a senior, um, to put them together, you know, to do something special. Other players joining that's very mm-hmm. talented with Zaire Williams and, um, you know, Brandon Boston over there, I mean, as well, and other kids. It was like, yo, this is a great, this is a great time to be a dad, right? Right. Uh, for both of us. And, you know, as you see him on the sideline, you see me on the sideline, we get into it. Right. And we get into it from a fan perspective, man, and just a supportive parents' perspective as well. We crazy as hell on that sideline, just mm-hmm. like the rest of the parents in the world, mm-hmm. just because we play the sport. Don't mean we, you know, we're not just like everyone else. Uh, so that's been cool, you know, from that from that aspect to be able to, to 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 create a memory for those guys. This is the moment that's happening for them. Mm-hmm. They on ESPN and all this high than, school, right? Right, more than Crazy. NBA teams. Right, right? they getting exposure daily, um, and it's tough because they got to navigate it. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're trying to prepare them for the for the for the next level um, of, of college and and once they reach this real world. So um, it's been cool as well, man. What kind of advice you give to them? I think from a basketball perspective, you know, as I talked about, it's very something to my dad, you know, is I want you to be, you have to make sure you put yourself in a position where a coach always feel like you deserve to be on the floor. I'm not, don't ever be one dimensional, you know what I mean? Be, have multi-facets to your game. Um, and I think that's one thing he's developed right now. Like what I love about what my son is doing is defensively, he's turning into a good defender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's changing the game defensively when he gets in. Uh, that's the stuff I care about more so than the, the dunks and the highlights. So. And my advice to him, man, is, you know what I'm saying, like, you're finding, like, who you are. Find, you know what I'm saying, and, and find, like, your purpose in playing this game. Why are you playing? Mm-hmm. That's what I asked that. I said, why are you playing this game? Because I don't want you to play it because your dad plays, because the world expects you to. What's your reason? So find your why, find your purpose of why you play this game. And, you know, if it's for the right reasons, then keep going. If it's for the wrong reasons, then let's sit down and let's talk about it. Because you only play this game, you know, for for you know for you. You're not mm-hmm. playing this game for me. You're playing right. this game for Zaire. So I just love that he's he's enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? And wherever it takes him, um, it's going to take him to his right path. Right. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Now, with the power and influence that social media have, and you being who you are, your wife being who she is, does that concern you about your kids? 
you know, like you said, your younger son's not on it yet, but 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 being a part of it because it can be such a nasty area, mm-hmm. and, and some kids really get lost in it. Yeah, it de- it definitely concerns you. You try to keep them off social media as long as possible, but I mean, this the, this the world, right? So, I think we try to help them navigate how the world's going to be. Like, you know, it's only so long you can keep it from to keep the real world from mm-hmm. it because it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think our job is to help them navigate through it. You know, when it comes to comments, you can't have comments from kids. Mm-hmm. They're gonna read them, right. or they, their friends gonna tell them, or someone's gonna make sure they they know. So for us, it's about every time they go through you know something that's been said or something they can't deal with. It's our job as parents to parent them right. and help them through it, and not hide them from what the world is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the worst thing to, to do is to call them, call them, call them, and then now you got to let them out to the world, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to navigate. Right. So, you know, we grew up talking about we had street smarts. Well, theirs is going to be a little different. different. They got to be street smarts, but a lot of life smarts. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to teach them how to navigate through life. Yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now, it almost like you kind of, the, the Thanksgiving social media post you guys made is kind of was kind of like the welcoming and, and more of a, it made a splash. Although you guys did the, the, the pride parade in Miami, the social media post on Thanksgiving is kind of what splashed the world. Mm-hmm. So with the, the, the positive and the negative feedback, was there a conversation amongst the family? Because everyone kind of came out. I saw uh, Zaire made a post. You obviously mm-hmm. spoke on it. Gabby mm-hmm. spoke on it. Was there like a family coming together with that before you guys kind of had no. set, spoke your piece or everyone just Freestyled. spoke your piece? that When I seen Zaire's post, I loved it. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a big brother. Oh, he dropped 16? Let me get my 16 in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he loved it. And, you know, our family's about supporting each other. That's right. right. No matter. No matter. We, we, 
togetherness. So we're all about supporting each other. So when I seen that as as Zaya's big brother, I loved it, man. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, I just keep, you know, I keep telling my kids, you know, they're gonna make mistakes in life, but I keep telling them how proud I am of them because uh, you know, they're growing, you know, into who they want to be. Good and people. it's hard in this world to navigate and be who you are because so many people is putting off this energy of who they think you're supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to keep that away from them and, and, and show each one of them that be you and make everybody else figure it out around you. Oh, you know and, and on your son's post, you look, me, a lot of your peers on there 100. propping oh, them up. No, you know 100. what I'm saying? A lot of them. So, you I, know, we down that. with you, bro. Yeah, we down with you. That. I look, yeah. man, and the love and the support from, you know, saying this NBA community, first yeah. of all, you know, your brothers, it's been incredible. It's mm-hmm. been dope. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, so I appreciate it yeah. for real. And we with the smoke too, so you know if you need it. <laughs> oh, I already know. I already know. <laughs> no games. Listen, already know. pulling to, up. To go back to what you said, I mean, you know, man, it's like me and my wife. So, we have a, such a public life, but then we have moments where you know, like we saw each other at the movies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we walk up, it's y'all, you and your ladies, me yeah. and my lady, and we just try to be normal people. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you know, that's the I, that's the one thing I like about LA too. Because yeah. you run into you know, it more, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you see it more. So I've been able to try to enjoy a, yeah. a, a normal life, you yeah. know, in this Hollywood right. world. It's crazy, uh, but we try to have those moments mm-hmm. where we're just doing regular shit. People look at it, they be like, oh, "Is that, that them?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we touched on it on, on previous shows. People think because you know we were highly paid athletes and da da da, we're not human. We don't have feelings. We don't right. have emotions. We're not regular. We're regular ass people. Regular, regular people. Regular. You know regular what I mean? We like came. In, we was at the movies one time, and him and Gabby came in, and Gabby yelled my name across the whole movie. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. What's up? Like, who the fuck is that? I turn around and it's him. Like, no, what, what's up? But it's just you know, it's, it, like he said, it, it's just regularness that 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 people don't think we have, but we right. definitely do. For sure, definitely do. Let's talk a little bit of NBA. What do you think of the game? Because it's so much different now from when you came in the game, where this it, it was you know they were allowed to play some defense and it was more transition and this this and that. And you can hop step. Ooh. Yeah, used to kill a hop step. Used to kill a hop step. Well, I think his his biggest thing to me was rejecting the pick, and we knew in the scouting report he's gonna reject the pick. Stay on, like yeah. that shit is still, still hard because it. if he goes over, he's going down here regardless. But if you jump too high, he's gonna cross over and go baseline and dunk that bitch. <laughs> that was the report on him. Force him to the pick, and you can never force him to the pick. But anyway, just the future, the, the game, and how it's changed from the time you were, ma- you know, doing what you do to what it is now. Yeah. Well, you guys know it's way different. Way different, right? I mean, it changed. Multiple times in my career. Yeah. Um, so I'm not one of those guys, even though it's still I'm still fresh and just left the game, but I, I'm not one of those guys that feel like, oh, they, they need to play the way we play. It needs to, you know, the world changes, and you have to evolve with it. You know what I'm saying? So the game has evolved. You know, the rules have changed. Um, and, you know, it's allowed guys to have more freedom to be more creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, you see a guy like James, the numbers he's putting up. And it's not that they're doing something that guys haven't done. I mean, you know, I was Kobe, mm-hmm. Kobe put up a string like that. Uh, MJ put up a string. It doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying, the way the style was. And I just feel like allow, allow them to be them. Allow them to, to, make, to create their own, you know, uh, portrait. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they got a blank canvas. Let them create what their story is going to be in, in their generation. Um, so I, I love it. I support it. Um, you know, I feel like we all set, you know, bars, you know, records are set as a bar and that bar is set for the next person to come and jump over it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the only way that, you know, in our community, we're going to succeed if we set bars and allow and, and, and have the next generation keep jumping over it. So, you know, these guys are trying to jump over the bars that were set by the guys before them. They're just doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it. Who are some of the younger players you enjoy watching these days? Um, some obviously one of my favorites is D'Angelo. 
Where Way shout. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was going to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, we'll where touch Way. Yeah, Where Way. Don't uh, touch on it. First the, athlete the, that I signed. your brain, right. So yeah. t- t- touch on that. Yeah. Well, I, I love the kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I love him one, two. He's not perfect. You know, boom, let's get that out of the way. Now we know that. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Made mistakes. Cool. I like him. I don't want nobody that's perfect, right? He we bounced back mistakes, from him. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a hell of a basketball player, fashionable kid. Um, you know, really got his mind in the right place when it comes to what he want to build. He has a, a vision for himself. So, you know, when I sat down with him, I was like, this is a f- person I want to lead my brand. Um, and uh, I had the honor to be able to do that. So it's cool for me, man. You know, obviously he's one of my, my favorite players. But, you know, I love a lot of the young guys. I mean, Devin Booker is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Devin. Um, uh, I love the new guys like um, John Morant. Mm-hmm. Monster. Mm-hmm. Boy can go. Um, um, Luca. Oh, I love Luca. I, love, I mean, it's it's a, just the numbers that Luca's yeah. putting up at age twenty. Unbelievable. Um, it's crazy. Uh, but Jaron Jackson is one of my mm, favorites. I like him. I love that guy. He I love. I just seen his growth so far. I mean, the other night the kid hit nine threes. Mm-hmm. Big man coming in shooting Rich. a couple here. Now he hit nine threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so it's so many young, young other young guys like De'Aaron Fox. You know, I really, I really like. I love the potential of De'Aaron. You know what I mean? Like if he reaches his potential, the sky's the limit. So fast. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. You know, that's my young. Like what I love about Donovan. Donovan, he have. Donovan to text me at two in the morning, ask me anything, and he's like, "Hey D, I need you. Can you watch this film? Can you send me some notes? Uh, like he do anything." And I love that he reaches out and uses that resource. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he's someone that he's like. someone that reminds me of you. Very he similar. Was someone that I mean, do you agree with that? Is there anyone Definitely. else in the league that you think? Because to me, when I saw him play, I was like, "Damn, this is another D Way." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. When I look at him, I see certain things. It's like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that means seeing myself, right? In Utah? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I love that kid. You know what I'm saying? But what what I love most about him is he's not shy to reach out and ask. Now you know what I'm saying. You you get in this place sometimes where you feel like I got all the answers, or you know, I don't want to feel like I need anybody. Like the kid, he reaches out and he asks all kind of questions. And no matter what time I let them know, like, you know, my line is open. Right. Anytime I can help you navigate through this. Um, so, you know, he's definitely one of my favorite people. Also, is one of my favorite players. So it's a it's a long list. I love the talent of these young guys. Now they have to reach that, you know, the what the pressure that we that we put on them or who's gonna be the next star. I mean, but I love it. Like Zach Levine. I love Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He got game. These kids got, they can Play hoop. Hard, and I'm, yeah. I don't mean to call y'all kids because they men. Yeah. <laughs> but like these young men, they can they can go. It's mm-hmm. just about, you know what I'm saying, somebody around them that can help them all reach that potential to see who's going to be the next great. You touched on Donovan Mitchell reaching out. Do any other players lean on you? Because I know Kobe has an open window and open door policy with that. Have more players reached out to you as well? Well, a lot of guys that you know I, I host a camp um in the summers you know for guys um where it's called the invite and i invite um you know multiple guys that come to my camp and we kind of have that moment where we sit and talk about business um I, I like to talk about my pitfalls and you know my successes um we talk about the game you know so you know i had a lot of the young guys you know cody white was there uh colin Sachs was there uh some of the young guys like Devin and some of these guys younger guys was there like it's just cool to be able to pass down you know, the the information and knowledge that you learn throughout this game. So I've been doing it for two years, and I'm excited to keep it going. So definitely, guys reach out all the time. They're not as shy as, like, I probably were when I came mm-hmm. in. Well, it was just a different, it was a different era yeah. when we came yeah. in. Yeah, we, you know yeah I, mean? I wouldn't ask nobody nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of go out there and fly, <laughs> oh, yeah. it out. Because the vets, they weren't trying to mess with you like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's a different day, man. So it's cool to be a part of being, like, one of the vets that they feel they can reach out to. This is the question I wanted to ask you. Give me five of your most – Underrated players you played against? 
that I played against. Underrated. We know all the good players you played against. That's a dang. Five? Give me or give five. us a couple. Whew. Uh, That's, that was underrated your whole well, career. One of, I mean, Hall of Famer to me, but Chauncey Billups. Mm, big shot. I played with him. Yeah. Uh, so Very underrated. underrated, bro. So underrated. Yep. Perfect piece for that team. Hated guarding them. Um, he just he he just had a knack for those. Always big under control. Always under control. <laughs> I, I love you, but I hated Chauncey, bro, uh, as a competitor. Um, so he definitely was one of my you know top five underrated players I played against. Um, so many, so many players. I'm going back to the beginning of my career too. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to go back. I need some names. I you had a, a, a Baron Davis. Oh well, you, everybody know my BD. <laughs> BD, BD helped me become. The player that I became early, yeah. tore my ass up, yeah, very early. Gave me everything I wanted, but I grew up. I had to grow up fast. <laughs> you grew up fast. Yeah, I had to. I had to take them diapers off early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, BD definitely loved BD. I mean, he's one of those players that unfortunately had to deal with injuries, mm-hmm. kind of yep. like me. Mm-hmm. But you know, certain players, you like, man, if they didn't have to deal with what injuries, if? What, what if? if? You know, he what I mean, been, we got a chance. We saw prime time BD. You know, oh, we man. saw early on, but with that, we believe Baron was unbelievable. He was the best player. Hands down, and I'm just like God, and, and he was still dragging one leg. And back, yeah, back, back, still. So if he was, if it was I mean, one that, person, that, that Golden State BD. Oh. When you get, oh <laughs> man, that was he that was, was one of my that was one of the most exciting teams to watch, bro. Never know what to expect out of y'all, uh, but we got a dot coming. We got a dot yeah, coming. I, listen, sign me up right away. I'm there. <laughs> that, I mean, that that was amazing, but BD. At that time, too, like you said, dragging one leg at times, mm-hmm. just a monster, dog. Mm-hmm. And to this day, he can still get buckets on yeah. you. Yeah, you know what I'm Still get buckets on you, slow motion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's definitely one of them for me as well. Favorite teammates? Uh, my favorite teammates for different reasons. Um, obviously, everyone knows UD is my favorite teammate. Mm-hmm. Of course. Great guy. Mr. Everybody. Miami. Mr. Mr. 305. The real, the real Mr. The Miami. The real 305. He saved me a lot of money on fines. <laughs> yeah, he'll ride it. He'll ride He don't check the mileage. He just ride. He ride. He wouldn't even let me pay for him, neither. Uh, <laughs> that's my dude. Um, uh, one of my favorite teammates was um, Channing Fry when I went to Cleveland, actually. He's funny. Funny. One of my favorite teammates. One of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, yeah it's funny. A lot of your favorite teammates are not the guys that everyone thinks. Think, no, about no, yeah. No. Um, James Jones. Good one dude. of my favorite teammates. Good dude. Now GM over at Phoenix. Um, one of my favorite teammates, man. Um Eddie House. Oh, I love Eddie House. Yeah, Everybody. Oh, he's a character, bro. Eddie, Eddie House is one of my talk favorite. Motherfucking shout ass. out Eddie House, oh, man. Shout out to Eddie House, old fast talking ass. Yeah. He's funny. He probably talk. When he see this, he going to talk about me. Whoever you're around, he's going to be talking about me. Uh, one of my, just definitely one of my favorite. So it's all the guys, man, that, you know, once you go through, especially you going through this league as a star, these are the guys that you lean on, mm-hmm. right? These are the guys that bring some humor to you. These are the guys that you can talk about, about anything. And they, you know, saying they always there. They, 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 that shows in that ear, you know, tend to listen to you, you whine and complain about mm-hmm. being a star in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, you complaining. Yeah. Right. You know, but like these are guys that they mean a lot to you. So, uh, yeah. Before we transition out real quick into the next and final topic, real quick, toughest player for you to guard and the person you hated that guarded you the most? Um, toughest players for me to guard. I always go with guys like Ray Allen and Rip Hamilton. They move. They move. I hated that. <laughs> I'm a shot blocker too, so I like weak side. I like you know mm-hmm. knowing watching the ball, go for steals, gone. gone. I hated guarding those dudes, especially Rip because he had them nails too. He was dirty as fuck. Yes, grabbing elbow, doing all that. Man, Rip got to do a lot of times, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Rip, Rip, Rip put them nails in you to start man. the game. You like Rip? This is the tip. The yeah. ball just tip. 
Um, I hated Garden Rib. I hated Garden Ray. Just guys like that, you know what I'm saying, that move that constantly. Um, and you said a guy hated Garden Me. Yeah, the you didn't, yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, it was some guys who I, who I felt like guarded me good. But I, I never feel like I hated no one guarding me. I always For me, it was always a different challenge. Yeah, so if right. it's, and I'm saying some guys played me very well. I mean, mm-hmm. a guy like Kurt Heinrich played me very well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people are like, well, how Kurt know, Heinrich? He frustrated the hell out of me too for some reason. Great position defender. You know what I'm saying? Smart. Didn't go smart. Didn't go for shot figs. Didn't go for Wasn't no punk either. No, and he was tough. tough. He yeah. went back down. He yeah. loved defense. Yeah. And when I, when I got him, when I had a game where I scored 40, well, I walked away with my chest poked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there was so many nights where I had to work hard to get those points, you know. Shout so, out to Kurt Hermans. Shout out to mm-hmm. Kurt Hermans, yeah. man. Just underrated defender. Um, but I didn't ever hate a guy defending. Like Kobe, he guarded me once he respected me. <laughs> he guarded me very mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. But I loved it, you know what I'm right. saying? Because like, even if you know he turned me, turned me, turned me, I get a eight-second count or I lose it or something. Like, so now it's just it's a next challenge for me. And throughout the game, you need to find different challenges. So the best defenders are to run our test. Once I once I got to a point where I felt like, oh, Ron, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like once I once I saw the respect from Ron, I was like, oh, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. When I'm early in, the, early in my career, so these great defenders, they they let you know where you at. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, like I appreciate all of them. I didn't hate neither one of them. That's what's up. I gave my buckets too. <laughs> right. By the way, in case you didn't know, in case y'all want to know. I know you're big into you know po- even while you play, but now definitely uh, you know culture. The, just being on the scene, uh, you recently went to Diddy's 50th birthday party. Yeah, you man. Said, what was you was that clean. Like? You was clean. You was clean. Black tie. Black tie. No, it was dope, bro. You know, I've been out on his LA side. You know, getting invited to things that. You've seen other people going to for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool. Uh, so uh, actually, my wife, my wife wasn't there. She had some business in New York, so I wasn't gonna go. My wife was like, "Fool, you better go. Yeah, have a good birthday. time. Yeah, you retired, so, player. Yeah, she was like, "You better go." And I was like, "You yeah, well, right." But you know what was cool about it? First of all, I mean, Diddy brought an unbelievable, you know, amount of people together. I mean, from every different walks of life, you've seen how much love mm-hmm. that was there for Brother Love. Mm-hmm. You know, what Brother I'm saying? Love. you see what he mean to. The, so many different generations and it's a beautiful thing to see um but you know for me what was so cool about it and it's a picture that i posted we see me and, and diddy you know we're we're toasting a champagne glass and at that moment what we were talking about was uh like 16 years ago um and i was i was a young kid my second year in the league i was in purvey you know in miami yes when it was opium and then purvey y'all mm-hmm. know about it yeah um, definitely know about purvey i'm sitting there i'm in a, i'm in a club and i'm starting to feel myself a little bit i'm getting my name going uh <laughs> and diddy walks up to me and i'm sitting there like oh shit it's diddy diddy and he walk up to me and he say yo i'm about to make you the first supermodel superstar ever. <laughs> and like you know he was like listen i want you to um i want you to model for Sean john blah 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 he had this whole plan for me and I remember just sitting there like, okay, okay, okay. Like, you know, this is Diddy. Right. And so we were just talking about this full circle moments, you know, in life. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of the first ones to see who I could become in this world. The business side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The business side and really put me on from that standpoint. And, you know, just to be there in that moment, we were just toasting to just success. So, you know, black excellence and success, mm-hmm. you know, in life, man. So it was cool. Man, shout out. Happy 50th birthday, man. And shout out Diddy. Happy Legend. birthday, brother. Legend. Now pull up on us and come drop off some rocks and some rock and all the other stuff you got going on. <laughs> Diddy, happy birthday, but you know, now it's time to start asking for shit. Oh, speaking for the begging segment, uh, D-Wade, you will big with the Stan socks. I see you be rocking them all the time. I need a shipment, my boy. 
Go on, send the plug in for me. I know you got a lot of, you know, I ain't gonna max for no way to, no ways, no well ways. Cause <laughs> I see I, I, I see you just coming out with a brand new pad today. I ain't gonna even speak on them. But can I get some socks? Listen, package of socks, my hey, brother. Listen, dog. I Not just packages. Let's get boxes. Well, goddamn it, let me get a box, box. a box listen, of stand I'm a man, socks. I'm a man of my words. You yeah. listen. So I just started a new sock company with stands. It's called Parkway. Parkway. And we just uh, partnered with Target. So I'm in all targets around the world. Shout out to Parkway. Um, you know, so for me, I'm gonna make sure that y'all got boxes. And hey, we neighbors, listen, too. all my people, Parkway socks. Appreciate yeah, it. Parkway Shout socks. out to Parkway yeah, so, socks. Shout out to Target too. So I'm gonna make sure my guys, you know, sitting here, you know, with these fresh shoes that they be wearing. Yeah. I don't want to say the brand name, you know. Yeah. Contracts. I yeah. Need, uh, I, I need, I, <laughs> no, no, we free agents. The fresh, we free agents. The fresh sneakers that they be wearing. I want to make sure they got the right yeah, socks on. Yeah, you know yeah, I need so. that Target plug too. I'm in Targets. I'm not in the ones all around the world, so I need your Target plug. I need <laughs> we to are, a huge shout out to Target. I got a Target giveaway this weekend. Uh, we, do a, we do a give, uh, uh, Christmas giveaway to the uh, single mothers. Toothbrushes and toothpicks? No, no. No. Toys, clothes, okay. whatever the women need for their single mothers. Not what I need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I keep my toothpicks on me. <laughs> yeah, keep them pearly white. Keep for these teeth, babe. Keep <laughs> 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 for these boys. Keep them white. Yeah. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> Let's transition into real quick. We're going to start doing some quick hitters, but music. What do you listen to? Who's your top five artists? We got so, some legends uh, behind you on the wall. Uh, Unfortunately, oh, yeah. man. I, you, I know you heard it, huh, Wade? Huh? The big fella? Yeah. Rick Ross? <laughs> Ricky. No, no, my guy. So for me, man, it's funny because, you know, we have these questions all the time. So for me, I think Jay-Z is number one. When I was young, it was Tupac. But, you know, we didn't get a chance to continue to keep growing together. Right. Yeah. So I've grown up with Jay-Z, man. He's number one on my list. And from there, I'm not saying the rest is in order, but uh, Drake is in my top five. Mm -hmm. uh, Lil Wayne's in my top five. Mm, thank you. Um... Obviously, he <laughs> said so thank you. Uh, Biggie's in my me. top five. Wayne's the go-to. Um, and um, Ross. Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. Um, I think you know, Ross, just who Ross, I love Ross is so man. underrated, man, though. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man. There's so, There's so many amazing. There's so many amazing to pick from, bro. But it's all about how you vibe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What stories taste. they tell. Right, right. That, you, you know what I'm saying? That, how you relate to. So those five, I relate to them on a you know different level. But nowadays, man, like I try to stay up in... In the culture, it's tough. It's just yeah. hard for me. It's, it's, too, it's too many lils. It's, it's, it's too hard. Lil for me. this, lil this, lil that, lil well, this. Like lot, everybody can't be a lil. Now. Yeah, it's a lot of babies now too. So when way. we was growing, we had a little Wayne, Lil Bow Wow. Like we had the littles. Now yeah. it's babies. So yeah, it's little baby, yeah. it's the baby, yeah. step baby. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's infant baby, <laughs> unlegitimate baby. Like you know, baby I didn't want. This they wave. Like they wave as babies. So I, you know, my kids like my kids listen to everything when I'm around them. I try to, I try to be that cool hip. Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, I mean, I know obviously you know we know some of them, some mm -hmm. of the guys you just can't deny. Some yeah. of them are gonna break through and you can't deny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to baby, um, and shout out to baby, Lil baby, and the baby. Shout they out both to, on shout out to uh, amigos. You yeah. know, what I'm saying? it's certain people you cannot. They will not be denied. You know, their greatness yeah. is there. But mm -hmm. when I get in my car, man, I just I gotta go to my old school playlist. You know, yeah. I, mean? I gotta go to the music I know. You the soundtrack to your life. You heard what we was listening to when you came in? Yeah, That's man. Snoop, Dre, yeah, Jay, Pac. I need that. Yeah, I need that. So you know, but shout out to everyone who's doing their thing and creating their own wave and culture. Right. Um, but you know, I'm old school. My eardrums. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. If we not out here supporting each other, what the fuck we doing? Get out the way. I mean, you was at our party. Eat forty. Killer. Oh yeah, short. it was short. You know what I'm saying? That like, was, yeah, I, like, I, I, I spoke. I didn't really want to name drop on the show, but we, Gabby's birthday party was turnt. Oh, that shit was so it was dope. A LA, it was a Cali vibe. Yeah. That was a, that, and that was the name of it, Cali, Cali vibe. Yeah, right. It was a Cali vibe for real. Yeah. You got your your name has been dropped in a lot of songs. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. You know a lot of guys. Meek Mill. Oh, I, I, when I was young, I was like, oh, I what's made your it. favorite? My the favorite? whole one. 
Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> My part. <laughs> I actually just did a video the other day. Um, Jay-Z's playing LeBron. I'm playing Dwayne Wade. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know where I, I remember where I was at when I heard it. I was in a strip club back in the day. <laughs> a long, long time ago. And uh, they played it, like, casually. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What? That was the first time you heard it? First time I heard it. Ooh, in the strip wow. club. They played it casually. So was, and I was like, I went our... up to the DJ. I was like, yo, yeah. wait. Run that back. What that? Play that again. <laughs> Play it all night. Yeah, yeah. Play yeah. it all night. Oh, I was like, yeah. my mom made it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I remember talking to Jay about it, man. I remember asking Jay, like, yo, like, to me, it's crazy that you're creating, you know, saying something that's magical for you and you think of me, right? right. Like, that's, it's, it's still crazy to me, right? It's an honor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, what made you say this? And I'm, <laughs> what made you say my name in this? Because he said it more than once, you know what I'm saying? So it was just cool to hear, you know, his perspective from a, from a standpoint of, you know, what keeps artists relevant mm -hmm. as well. You know what I mean? What keeps you relevant? What's hot? Do. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. You are, you know, such and such. So it was cool just to have that conversation with like, what what made you put my name in in this song? Because this, you know, Empire State of Mind is legendary. Big song. You know? so it, it, it mean a lot to mm -hmm. it. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. He said I owe him some money too. Luane <laughs> yeah. told me he got a song coming out on his name called Ballin' Like Stack Jack. And I ain't no all-star, but that mean a lot because, you know, I, I grew Wayne up listening to Wayne. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. to, that means a lot to us. It might not it might not mean a lot to some people, but to Listen. us, basketball players and listening to music and growing up, that shit mean a lot. Listen, don't think that we too cool or too whatever. We like, just like anybody else out there, you hear your, no, your name in the song. It could be your homie from the hood, <laughs> right. locally. Yeah, your stuff yeah. is in there, you, you're geeking out. Yeah. Right? I'm, every time my name gets in the song, to me, it's always like, yo, I'm playing it. Let me hear that. Let exactly. Let me hear that. Me exactly. hear that. Oh, so shout out to anybody who decided to put this. Because when I was young, I didn't think my name was cool enough to go. Like I was like, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> like, who gonna, Michael Jordan. Like, that's a name. What's Dwayne, who going to say Dwayne Wade? <laughs> so when they, when they put your name and stuff, man, it's just it's an unbelievable badge of honor, man. Respect. You that's know dope. Mean? Well, you brought us a gift, man. Wine. You, you know, appreciate you it, wine man. Thank you. We really For appreciate sure. it. Um, no. and we, we, I wanted to ask, living or dead, uh, a, a five-person wine session, who would you invite to that Ooh, party and why? Straight up. That's a dope, dope answer. That's a question. Uh, so my first person I think about is Martin Luther King. <laughs> Always number one person I say. Let I me do be. security. I want, I want to bring Martin Luther King, right? Because it's a lot I got to ask him. The King. I want to do security. The King. Um, I'm definitely going to have Barack mm -hmm. yeah, in on, there. I want to buy with Barack, especially drinking wine. I want to smoke a joint with me Barack. Me too. Me too. too. Yeah, I want yeah, to do security with you. Okay, did yeah. you say smoking a joint or drinking wine? Uh, both. We can do it. You know, yes. what I'm saying? I want to vibe with. Welcome to the dark you know side. Play. Did he? Um, he did. He snuck it. He stuck it. He in snuck it. Okay, okay. I heard. I heard. I heard. <laughs> yeah. I heard. Don't make a big deal. <laughs> I heard. We'll talk after. Oh, I live in. I live in Cali now. Right. Right. You know I mean? It's legal. Um, so let me see. Those two for sure. Um, I, I think Oprah gonna be on my list too. Yeah. I think I want to sit down and rap with Oprah. How can you not drink some wine with Oprah? You know what I'm saying? Chicago. Yeah. Y'all got roots. Mm -hmm. Oprah's on. Oprah in my room. Yeah, you know it gotta be. Mm -hmm. um, who else? I, got? I need two more people that's going to be in there. Um, you got Marlon Luther King, you got Barack, you got Oprah. I got Jay-Z in my room, too. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. I got Jay-Z. Jay-Z, one of the coolest brothers alive. Mm -hmm. um, but so much game. So I got Jay-Z in my room, too. We'll have to use you to get him on our show. And um, last, I think I had Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you got to, yeah, you gotta have him in there. I need, I need, I need, I need the funniest. Yeah. Gotta have Eddie Murphy. I need the gold. Hey, the gold that is that classic. Too. That's a classic setting, right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Too, and I forgot somebody, but it's hard. I would want Denzel in there too. So you know, what I'm saying if I could pull another chair and make room, yeah. I'll bring Denzel. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I'll lead the room. So you can the <laughs> oh, you, you stand up the now. Yeah, yeah, I stand up in the corner. <laughs> That'll be my room right there. Yeah, that will be a nice vibe. What would a wine vibe be like with Pat Riley? 
what of like what Pat Riley what what you mean like what would that be like would it be a sit down have you have you guys sat down and had a glass of wine why do I think why do why do I think he carry himself like he on Goodfellas let me tell you is he he that mafia (laughs) let me tell you to me yes so I put out videos this summer um, when I went um, he got rhythm we went on a a yacht he's an old school pimp he got rhythm man let me tell you for the first time I met I met a different Pat Riley. For the first time, first time, y'all had on y'all Aladdin met, outfits. Yeah, I met a different Pat, and he oh, met a remember them posts. And he, he met, met a different, different D as he should. And he I met a different D Yeah, yeah. And I think I, w- I walked away from that. Like I have so much respect and love for him, but I walked away from that and I said, "Oh, I like this dude." Yeah, because yeah. this the Pat that the world will never get the chance right. to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when he let his hair down, literally. Yeah. And oh, you had no gel in that shit. No gel. Oh, just vacation Pat. Vacation Pat is a vibe. He's a mood. I'm telling y'all. I gotta say, shout out to Pat for shout letting me post Pat, that man. video. First of all, yeah, I'm you, had, you had to ask him. Yeah, I had to get proven now. <laughs> hey, Pat, is it okay? Though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, cool, he was Pat. trying to teach you a two step. He was teaching me a step. Oh my goodness, you know what I'm man! It, it was, so definitely, up, Pat is Pat is a dope. vibe for sure. Last question. Um, you know, people can argue who's NBA's right now: Bron, KD when he's healthy, Giannis. Once Bron is done. Who are the top three players you think will carry the league into the next generation, so mm. to speak? Well, I mean, definitely KD, right? Obviously, when and he's healthy. Snipe! <laughs> arguably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Just arguably. It's crazy, that people that, <laughs> Snipe! That, it's crazy that people that have... I guess we just live in a culture that just loves to talk shit, but people that d- 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 deny his natural talent and the fact that he's They have no basketball IQ. You can't do it. No. You can't do it. Listen, they, they can't don't. nobody on the planet do anything with Katie. Mm-hmm. You can't deny. Can't do nothing with him. Okay, right. So it's just certain guys that just you can't do nothing with them. Right. And you know, just obviously LeBron is one, and KD is another. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about the next generation for me, I think about KD being you know kind of the leader in that in that field. You think about what James Harden has become. Beard. I mean, it's undeniable. It's undeniable that he's he's one of the greatest ever touched the basketball. You know, what I'm saying from a scoring standpoint, make it look easy. I mean, when he's done, <laughs> just the way he's able to score this basketball in the, in the ways, we've just never seen it like mm-hmm. this before. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's getting hate because we've never seen it like this right. before. Mm-hmm. So he got to take that Allen Iverson hate yeah. because he's one of the first ones to do it the way he's doing it. Uh, but keep going, bro. Do it your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so those two for sure. And it's crazy they played together. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, yeah, I got to taste of that. And for me, I, I love Steph, man. I love Steph. Chef. One of the greatest human beings that you ever meet, but um, he definitely helped change this wave and this culture of this game. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it don't stop for him. Like if he was playing right now, mm. even though they wouldn't be as good, it would have been a show this year. It would have been a show. Mm. Well, so, what people don't understand, this is a bad thing for the NBA. Oh, they're resting because they get some rest out there. Oh lord, and, and everybody don't come finals. back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh you yeah. Know? And then Listen. I mean, it's a cold game that people don't realize. I went, went you know, I'm a warrior. And Laker fan at heart post career, but Clay and, and Steph get to rest. Draymond is playing twenty minutes a game. If they end up being a bottom feeder, they're going to get a lottery pick. D'Lo's still doing his thing. Unfortunately, he might be a you know a casualty of war. But then you put package that and get a superstar, and they're right back in the mix. People don't understand. You got oh, yeah. to think the Listen, game to you know see all basketball. that. Man. You yeah, it. you got to think the game. You see it if you know the game, right? Yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you coming up here. Thank course, you for your man. time, it's brother. Big, it's been bro. an honor. I want to congratulate appreciate both you, of yous, man, sure. both of you guys, man, on this. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Y'all are repping for so many people, you know, out here, dog. Y'all got so many fans out here, man. People really respect and love what both of y'all stand for. 
So, you know, when y'all got the show, I reached out to you right away. Right. Congratulations. And I'm glad that I was able to come on here, man. It means a lot And grace us. this velvet couch. Yeah, you know man. We appreciate it, man. Too, hey, listen, dude, man. There's going to be a lot of great people sitting here. So yeah. I'm glad I was able to, to get on that list. you against the wall and you're purple with the velvet. <laughs> you feel me? Anyway, man, that's a wrap. Episode 9. Dwayne, we appreciate Legend. your time, no. man. Jack, we did it. Yes, sir. Again. All the smoke. All, all the, the smoke, smoke, man. Make sure, sure you can find us. Showtime Basketball YouTube and all the platforms to stream podcast. All of them. We'll see y'all next time. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories.